this series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The facts that will be presented are true. Scientists representing the world's foremost research centers took part in the examination of the evidence. I'm Chad. And together, we're a Paranormal Guys. guys. Fantastic. That's right. Back again. Piece those things together like, I don't know, puzzle pieces. Almost on another regular basis. Uh Uh-huh. True. Week late. Eh. Things happen. That's right. But uh, coming back from the uh, inaugural Cryptid Con down there in Frankfurt. Yep. Just came back from that. All the impressions of magic and cryptids and artwork and sculpture and lectures and what are you going to do? Well, we're going to have a show of interviews. Are we? Yeah, we actually decided to uh, take along some recording gear and get some people to talk to us. Awesome. Against their will or not. I think we were approached by some to be interviewed. Surprisingly, yes. Practically all the interviews approached us to be interviewed. You know they did, didn't they? That's right. Except Colin. I'm as shocked as you're. Colin was stuck. We sorry, forced Colin. Uh, well, before we get to talking about mm-hmm. the uh, guests that we're going to have on the show, whether they knew it or not, they did because we recorded them. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to the uh, organizers of CryptoCon. That would be Jennifer Kirkland, Lee Kirkland, and Jeff Waldridge. They did a great job. Everything yes, was did. organized very well. Didn't feel like we were confined to too small of a space. And uh, enjoyed it very much. And as you pointed out in one of the uh, little interviews we did, the air conditioning worked. Fantastic. <laughs> it's important to guys like us. It is. I like to be cool and comfortable. Exactly. You don't want to be moist. No. Yeah. <laughs> Moisture. That's right. And if, if you can't tell, uh, once again, it's my favorite time of year when ragweed starts to bloom. I couldn't really tell. And I can't breathe. Yeah, you sound okay. Do I? Yeah, you sound fine. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. I'll try my hardest to talk all the way through the show. Well, that's good. <laughs> try as hard as you can, sir. I will. Hmm. But yeah, CryptidCon was, I, uh, I'm i going to say it was a success. I think so. I think our uh, initial batch of uh, shirts were uh, very nice. That's right. You, uh, you hear about it in one of the interviews we're doing, mm-hmm. but uh, we've started doing some shirts. And here, probably within the next few weeks, we're going to get those up and running on our website. So if you would like your very own unique cryptid t-shirt. Exclusive. 
That's right. We're trying to we're trying to do some local ones and do ones that you're you're maybe not going to find another shirt of them. This is very true. Like sheep squatch. And um, you know, the Kentucky dog man or the public monster. Exactly. And there's there's rumors, Chad. Yeah. That at one point there may be a very limited special edition Kentucky meth hog shirt. The hell you say. <laughs> I do. That's for you, Mike. There you go. Yep. But yeah, check out the website here uh, on and off the, over the next couple weeks if you want a shirt, and we're going to get those thrown up there once we regroup and see what we've got in inventory. Mm-hmm. Got to do some counts, see what we got left. I mean, they were selling like hotcakes. They were. All right, sir. Uh, so, what other magical things happened to you while you were at Crypticon? Well, um... I made you think you'd lost your truck keys. You did. You stole my truck keys out of the truck, and I was starting to panic. I did. It wasn't a lot of fun, jerk. I mean, I kind of thought it was fun. No. But, um, <laughs> no, it wasn't. And uh, we did get to uh, meet uh, a lot of fun people while we were there. We did. Give a shout-out to uh, Colin Schneider, the crypto kid. Colin was stuck beside us, so I feel sorry for him. <laughs> but, uh Yeah. I, I Do you think we corrupted Colin at all? No, but I'm surprised his bow tie was still tied by the end of the day. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin's a good guy. He is. I really like Colin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a shame about his uh, um, radio station podcasting group going down, so his show's going to be delayed for a little while. Yeah, that's right. Here, uh, here in a little bit when we start playing interviews, uh, Colin does mention his uh, blog and his... Uh, podcast he does that is on a certain radio station that just a few days ago went kablooey kablooey and decided to stop uh, business i guess mm-hmm. yep so colin for the time being is kind of in limbo looking for a new place to host his podcast yeah i just spoke to colin i think he's uh still working vigorously on his book and uh but he'll be back yeah, I think uh, we couldn't have asked for a better spot when we got there, too. That's true. We were in a good area, a lot of traffic, uh, and uh, we were right across from Lauren Coleman. Lauren Coleman, Stan Gordon, mm-hmm. Lyle Blackburn was just right down the way. Right down the corner near Seth. They were all just hanging out. Cliff Brockman was the other direction. Uh-huh. Bobo, Bobo. was down there. Yeah, he was. Got to see the whole gambit. That's right. We were on the cool kid side of the room. Yeah, we were. <laughs> Oh, but anyway, yeah, we uh, we lucked into getting some pretty good interviews at the show. Yes, we did. And first one we did was we just kind of screwed around a little bit on Saturday and did a little intro to Welcome to Cryptid Con mm-hmm. and picked on Colin a little bit during that. Just a tad. A little bit. He's fine. So here's our intro for Cryptid Con 2017. Hi, Chris. Hey, Chad. What's going on? Hey. Guess where I'm at? Beside me? That's true. I am. <laughs> I'm at the 2017 Saturday edition of CryptidCon. That's right. At our table. We are. We've been sitting here showing people our goodies. I can, uh, I mean, Chad, I'm excited. Yeah. I just want to throw that out because right across from us is Lauren Coleman. I see that. You know, right over there is uh, Cliff. Barackman, yeah, finding Bigfoot. There's James Bobo Faye. You got your picture with him earlier, didn't right you? Right next to us is the uh, Crypto Kid. Nice Crypto, yeah, he's and, over there. And look, 
Look down there. Uh-oh. Is that Seth? Right next to each other. Oh. It's Lyle Blackburn and Seth Breedlove. It's Lyle and Seth. Look at them. Hey, guess what, though? What's that? You know, if I were to label this as a holiday, this would be a cryptid Christmas. <laughs> cryptid That's right. Every September 9th, if you're a good little boy and girl, the Sasquatch will come and bring you presents. You ever see that movie Gremlins? Yeah. Do you remember Stripe? Yeah. I do remember Stripe. Well. He was he was the leader of the bad Gremlins. He is here with us today. Stripe, come on over here. I want you yeah. to talk a little bit. Stripe, how are you doing? You enjoying the show? Oh, absolutely. Oh, good Here, job, wait, Stripe. wait. Hang on. Hang on. We are technology masters here today. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. We could actually get, uh, wait. Chad, fill yeah. some space. Okay. So uh, Chris is uh, now pulling out a very magical microphone for Stripe to speak into. Don't talk yet, Stripe. Yeah, hang on a minute. Your, your level's not up. Got to get you plugged in. Are you, you, you? Okay. Hope you're not getting too excited by this. You know what? So happens how are when you? Gremlins get wet. I'm good. Having a good time out here at CryptidCon today. Well, um, that's amazing. Oh my! Did you make a... any special purchases that you feel really good about? I actually did. From the paranormal guys, I did purchase one of your Kentucky Dogman T-shirts, which I will be sporting in the near future. A what? A paranormal guys shirt. Oh wow! Did you hear that, Chad? I did. We have shirts now. That's amazing. Amazing. You know what? They're special edition. They'll never they be are. a cryptozoologist of the year shirt. No, no. Check out our Instagram account. Check out Seth Breedlove's Instagram account. You'll see. That's right. Because there's there's no end to the excitement. If you have a heart problem, I suggest you don't listen or look. That's right. Yeah. It'll be, I mean, Chad's is autographed. That's right. He came. I had to touch my chest while he was doing it. It was amazing. All right, Colin's looking at us. The crypto kid is—he's looking at us right now. He's yeah. posing. It's almost like Spider Man's here. There's his hat. You can't see it because we're just recording audio. But listen, how's it how's it going, Colin? Wonderful. And there you go, crypto kid, <laughs> on paranormal guys. That's right. From CryptoCon. CryptoCon. <laughs> <laughs> More later. Yeah. So there, there you go, Chad. What memories? It was like I was just there. <laughs> Broadcast excellence at its best. It is. Professional. So, and you know, since Saturday was busier than, this, than Sunday, which is typical for shows like this, Yep. we didn't do any more recording on Saturday. We just kind of figured, go with the flow, have some fun, let everybody do their stuff, and then it'll slow down on Sunday and we'll do some more interviews. Mm-hmm. So then a little while later... On Sunday, once it started up, we decided to go ahead and uh, see if good old Colin would come over and talk with us a little bit. Yep, got to rub elbows with him. That's right. Because he was sitting right in the middle. He was. Poor Colin. Yeah. Had to sit right between me and Chad while we were recording. Rendered the air conditioning ineffective (laughs) for him. And you know, I like Colin. Like I said earlier, he's a good kid. But Mm. uh, in this, you'll you'll hear Colin uh, and Chad, you know, played right off of this... uh, the whole Colin doesn't really care for the Chupacabra that much. Yeah, he thinks the Chupacabra sucks. And if you're <laughs> and a he does. regular listener to Paranormal Guys, like you should be, you know I'm quite the fan of the old Chupacabra. <laughs> yeah, well, just because you like a sucky cryptid. Uh, so, away we go with Colin's interview. Hi, Chris, how are you? Hey. Hey, guess, guess where I'm at. 
uh, about uh, two feet away from me. That's right. I'm at Crypticon. That's right. I'm not that far away. <laughs> from what? Wherever. Right. C- city center. Right. So we're back again. Yesterday was our trial run. We just barely talked. We were excited. Everybody was walking by, famous people. We were, we were saving Sunday for interviews. Chad almost got arrested for attacking Bobo. <laughs> I didn't attack it. Was it a bail? I didn't get attacked <laughs> by anybody. I mean, maybe. But sure. but that all aside, uh, we do have someone with us right now that is probably afraid of being attacked at any moment. Yeah, probably. Since he's in between both of us, there's body heat and gas issues. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Just fine. Would you Would you like to let him introduce himself and tell us about all the awesome things he does? That's right. Mystery guest, reveal yourself. Hi, I'm the mystery guest. I'm Colin Schneider. I am known as the Crypto Kid. I am one of the youngest researchers um, in cryptozoology in the world. And I have a radio show and a blog, and I do all kinds of stuff. Colin's like... Another Swiss Army knife of talent. That's right. I know. It's well, see, I think we should we should officially label Colin as the Swiss Army knife and take that away from Seth. And we're going to make Seth now the Nick Redfern of the paranormal <laughs> documentary. I, I don't think most people get a reference. Doesn't point matter. Level. Colin can tell you about all these cryptids, but he can't drive himself there. <laughs> <laughs> Check him out. That's right. Because uh, you're what sixteen, Colin? Yeah, I'll be seventeen next month. So, how much crap do you get from people being like, "Shut up, you're you're a kid"? Um, actually, surprisingly less than you would think. Uh, it's it happens, but a lot of people at conferences are very approachable. And when I say that I'm just getting into this stuff, or that I'm a young cryptozoologist, a lot of people are very supportive. That's good. That's good. There's some mentoring going on. That's there. right. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I feel like the past you know 24 hours, Chad and I have taken you under our wings and. <laughs> Tried to corrupt you as much as we can. Moist, fatty wings. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Colin, what's what's your what, what got you started all this? What what made you decide that you wanted to get into cryptozoology? Well, it's kind of a couple different things. Um, um, right around the time I was eight, I started watching um, the show called Monster Quest. Nice. And at the same time, I was also heavily interested in Scooby Doo and Goosebumps. So the idea of monsters and stuff was really everything I cared about. Jinkies. Um, <laughs> so uh, what what has been the particular focus in cryptozoology that you think you liked the most? Did you pick out a particular cryptid or a certain classification of cryptids that you like to try and focus on? Not really. Uh, well, I mean, Chad, I know one he doesn't like. <laughs> Is that stupid chupacabra? You, you know the what? The stupid cobra? Stupacabra. Stupacabra. This is the educated man. Remember, you don't know how to edit this. I know. Or put it on the internet. Just putting that out there. So anyway, continue, Colin. (laughs) Well, um, a lot of what I do is look at historical research because I love looking at old newspapers. I just find them really interesting. And when, uh, well, looking at old newspapers, you don't have to go in the woods and you don't have to deal with mud or dirt. That's that's our kind of research. Exactly. Um, you get to sit on a laptop uh, Wait, with a database. I don't, I don't think, Chatter, I should sit on a laptop. Break it. I mean, <laughs> I think ours, ours is pretty expensive. Military so. grade. I don't. And think it's not got a warranty. So anyway, sorry again. Continue. Just dig through old newspapers, and they're really fun. 
Um, interesting fact, actually. During the 1800s, um, the printing press, it was really hard to print pictures in newspapers. So what advertisements would do is just take one word of what they were selling or something that was important to what they were trying to peddle and just repeat that over and over and over in a pattern to make a shape. Oftentimes it was like a triangle or a circle. So silly putty was virtually useless at that point in time. Yeah. yeah okay, I understand. Wow. <laughs> but I, I just, it's little things like that just make it fun. Like you're scrolling through, you see this serious article about a wild man from the 1800s, and then right next to it's an advertisement that says, sand, sand, sand. Lucky strikes. It's delicious. <laughs> So, okay, so we, we're interested in cryptozoology. You like to do a lot of research. Um, what kind of, I know you did a presentation here at the show today. What, what kind of topics do you like to cover in the presentation? Um, the historical portion of it, just the type of cryptids. What do you usually go over when you do one of these shows? Well, my main, I have two main focuses of my research and two main presentations that I've been doing lately. The first one is focusing on, uh, you know, cryptid attacks on livestock. And that's something that's very historical in focus. And it's something that not a lot of people talk about except for the uh, stupacabra. <laughs> uh, hey, you, you know how I was joking about we could take Colin out of this interview? Yeah, yeah it's getting closer <laughs> to happening. And the, the other thing that I like to focus on, and I've done several presentations on, is looking at dwarves around the world. Because there are tons and tons of creatures around the world that are, resemble Bigfoot but are shorter and it's something that really interests me and something that not a lot of people talk about dwarves we usually toss those out <laughs> we don't talk wow. we don't talk about those much I don't know anyway that's okay, horrible co continue it, it's kind of a short topic it, it oh, is oh see <laughs> I don't like the way this is going at all. <laughs> Why not? You're, I mean, that could be a big part of our demographic. I'm, I'm not sure, but... A small could. part. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Continue, Colin. Anyway, um, what's really interesting is there are unique stories of little creatures that resemble Bigfoot around the world. Um, the best-known one is the Aren Pendek from Sumatra, which kind of looks like a, a bipedal orangutan. <laughs> you, you remember what I like, Colin? I mean, first of all, we get the, I don't like the chupacabra. <laughs> now we get the, I'm going to start talking about that freaking stupid orang pin deck. It was <laughs> a little, it's a little guy in a diaper with a stick. I've seen the video. It's with a the monkey. Motorcycle. No, 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 no. That one was in a different country. It oh. yeah. wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't the orang pin deck. Yeah. Colin's talking about the official Chris don't like it. It's a stupid monkey one. Shut up, Chris. Let Colin finish talking. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but there, there are hundreds of legends. The other one that's really interesting is known as the Agogwe. Um, and that's in um, uh, Africa, I think in the Congo. And similar to the Aren Pendek, but this one, there are legends of it being mischievous. It's, it was said to play pranks on people that were walking through the woods. What kind of pranks? It would throw sticks and rocks at them. It would steal things from their camps. I thought that was going a different direction. What about poopy? Yeah, they throw, throw poop. Poopy? As far as I know, it didn't. Oh. oh, well, he's not as mischievous as he could be. 
So, all right. So uh, we talk about dwarves, different cryptids. Um, what What is your belief stance on most cryptids? Do you think most of it could actually exist, or do you take a very uh, skeptical grain of salt with a lot of the descriptions? Well, <laughs> what's a skeptical grain of salt? It's, I, it's a grain of salt that you're really not sure if it's going to be as salty <laughs> as you'd like it to be. Is that like that Mrs. Dash stuff? Yeah. <laughs> all spice. I, I try to stay as... Um, objective as I can I remain um, I, I remain skeptical about everything but I also don't just throw out ideas I consider everything and I try to avoid any real general um, belief or, or um, this is what it is what's going on right now is Chad is trying to sell a shirt we brought some to the show and he's currently talking to potential customers we run them for 12 bucks a piece, so try to get them as, uh, you know, best price as we could for the show. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. You're welcome. And he failed. <laughs> so anyway. And you, too, can order a Public Monster, Sheep Squatch, or Kentucky Dogman shirt through paranormalguys.com soon. That's right. Maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> I what we're talking about flinging poo in the forest we'd moved salt. on hadn't we salt yeah, we yeah had, mrs salt, salt. Yeah. Okay. okay oh yeah you'd ask colin about his uh, belief system oh belief system and cur- there we are yeah i lost train of thought because i was in sales mode i and i already answered oh okay well good and deal. colin answered so <laughs> colin believes in everything Is well that no what? that's not what i said <laughs> colin believes in all of it i i said i remain as objective as i can um <laughs> while remaining skeptical but I don't okay. throw anything out. Yeah, oh, Chad, good, 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 good answer. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, I always, I always, I hate it when you hear either side where people go and they believe every single thing you throw out. Like you could say, yeah, I saw a purple Bigfoot swinging from the trees, and he had a Mothman on his shoulders, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, cool. It's Mardi Gras. And then the other <laughs> end of the spectrum where they don't, I mean. You could bring them a live Bigfoot and go, look, this is Bob. He lives in the woods. He, he's a Sasquatch. And they'd go, no, they don't exist. Doesn't speak samurai gibberish. It's not real. Okay, so let's, okay. So in your research, Colin, what sort of uh, information have you compiled? What, what do you have organized and put together all nice and neat for everybody to look at? Well, um, one of the things that I'm really interested in is the archetypes of certain creatures. So like the dwarves or, you know, ape men or uh, canines. So I've compiled lists of regional names and folkloric entities around the world of these creatures. And um, they're pretty detailed. And um, I think I have the ape man and the dwarf one online. I'm in the process of putting the canine one online. Awesome. And so, speaking of online, where uh, if people want to hear more about you or from you, uh, where all can they find you? Well, I have a blog, which is paranorm101.blogspot.com, and I have a radio show every Monday night at 8 p.m. Where, called The Crypto Kid, and that's on wcjvradio.com. Radio personality. That's right. <laughs> nice. All right, so thank you so much for coming and talking to us, and have a great rest of the show, Colin. All right, definitely. I'm right next to you guys. 
certainly sure. makes it interesting. And I'm pretty sure some people have stolen some of your stuff since <laughs> you've been over here. We'll mischievously throw random, we won't say what things at you uh, during the show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and that was Colin. That was so much info, I don't know what we're going to talk about with him next time we talk to him. <laughs> what, uh, one, once again, Jay, what was his uh, blog's website? It is uh, paranorm101blogspot.com. So there you go. Give Colin a look, especially now in his time of need without a station for the podcast. Give Colin a look. He's writing a book. What do you know? He's very thorough. <laughs> wow. Hey, do what I can. Well, you do. Schoolhouse rocks. Sometimes it pays off. Yeah. <laughs> no. Now... Right after we talked to Colin, it seemed like that was the domino that started it. Mm-hmm. Because then people like down our aisle at the old Cryptic God started kind of meandering by and saying hi. And surprisingly enough, the first of those was Lyle Blackburn. He just kind of walked away from his table, came down, stopped, started talking to us. Yep. Yep. Of course, we'd given Lyle some drink tickets the night before. Maybe. That's right. Maybe that was the reason. I don't know. <laughs> so Lyle was really fun, and here is us talking to Lyle. Hi, Chris. What you doing now? What do you mean, what I do now? I said, what are you doing now? Oh, what am I doing now? I'm still sitting here like I was when, oh, we, <laughs> when we talked to we're Colin. We're still at CryptidCon? Yes, Guess still what? at CryptidCon. We got somebody new and cool to talk with. That's right. Who's that, Chad? Um, would you like to introduce yourself, surprise guest? It's... Lyle Blackburn. Oh my gosh. gosh. He's awesome. All the way from Texas. Paranormal guys moving up in the world. We are. (laughs) Lyle is a wonderful author and also a producer of films and a narrator. That's right. I'm multitasking at all times. He is. He's (laughs) another Swiss Army knife of talent. That's right. Seth's not the only one anymore. Yep. Yep. So Lyle, what have you been into lately, sir? Well, um... A flurry of things, uh, you know. I'm kind of always working on research for a new book, so that's sort of an ongoing thing, you know. Trying to uh, gather up the things which would uh, comprise the next book. Um, this summer, worked on some of the stuff with the Small Town Monsters films. We released The Mothman, uh, Point Pleasant this summer to great success. So that was uh, another great project to be involved in. Uh, I took some time off in the last year to do an album with my band Ghoul Town. Uh, for those that followed the my cryptid cryptozoology related stuff, uh, you know some of them know that I w- I'm a musician and kind of had done that for many years. So our our band had, was kind of overdue for an album, so I kind of tried to pause enough stuff to where I could deliver another album. We did some tour dates overseas and. You know, just trying to fit some of that in. So it's it's been a busy year of, of, of various things. Sounds like it. Now, I know you're a huge Boggy Creek Monster fan. You've got the book, the film, um, Big Harry Hominids. I have some of your other books, too. What's the next topic that you want to write about? What's the next? Uh, are we still going with some more uh, Harry Hominids? Are we going into a completely different uh, cryptid or what else? Well, I, I try to vary that up, uh, you know, to keep it. Uh, fresh because I mean ultimately you know the Bigfoot subject is a good one and of course starting with the Boggy Creek you know southern Sasquatch case um, 
you know, it's it's kind of be, I'm become the Boggy Creek guy, but I definitely like to, you know, and research other cryptids. So I think what I'm doing, and I always try to stick with the southern thing. People ask me all the time, yeah, are you going to write, you know, a book about Pacific Northwest or something? I'm like, you know, there is so much stuff going on in the deep south, and that's where I'm from, and I got that flavor. You know, I kind of stick with that. So I, I think the next book is is going to be full of that southern swampy flavor and uh, would be more uh, along the lines of covering uh, regions where there's m- activity of multiple types of cryptids and other weirdness rather than sort of uh, follow any one certain cryptid itself. Okay, I got you. So a cornucopia of strangeness. Yes, that was a really long answer. To that <laughs> still worked. I don't was, even know what It was a good answer. <laughs> it was still a good answer. That's right. Um, are you going to be working on any more uh, film projects anytime soon? Yes. Uh, we're, I've been talking with Seth Breedlove, and we've got plans to do some more films together, uh, collaborate on those type things. Uh, he's done a couple that uh, were specific to uh, other regions and a little bit outside my realm. So, uh, But I'll be returning with them for some more uh, you know, famous monsters cases, if you will, uh, starting, I believe, next spring, um, and so we've been visiting about that, and I've also been working on some other, another project that it's it's going to be big, and I can't really say anything about it. It's Uh-oh. one of those you know vague book things. It's like, which I rarely say too much until it's happening, but it's something that involves visuals um, outside of book writing and not associated with small town monsters necessarily so there's there's other things in the works uh, as far as film okay. films well it sounds awesome um, so where can we where can where can our listeners go and check out all your stuff and pick up your books and pick up your films and well I'm glad you asked thank you <laughs> because you can go to lyleblackburn.com l y l e blackburn.com and there you can find the gateway to all the things I'm involved with uh, whether that be the books um, uh, the small town monsters films even a link to my band ghoul town and of course the books are available on amazon and barnesandnoble.com and they're available in all the flavors such as ebook and Kindle and all those sort of things. So, uh, you know, people just type in Lyle Blackburn to Google, and hopefully, you don't get like uh, stuff. Those awkward pictures from the college days. Uh, yeah, well, or even from last night at CryptidCon Uh-oh. when uh, there was a the after party, and suddenly, uh, you know, some I was drinking, and and some really cool guys gave me some extra drink tickets, and no, then, no so, idea about that. I don't know what happened. Somebody there. else handed. Who would have done that? No. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they were they were like mysterious. Like it was sort of like the Men in Black, yeah. uh, only larger. Uh, they probably said something really cool, like Lyle Blackburn, your money's no good here. <laughs> your money's. So you know, Jedi mind trick. Uh, Bill Brock hands me another uh, tequila, <laughs> as he as he's known to do, and then one thing leads to another, and now I'm you know, this morning. The motto was sort of, "What happens at CryptidCon stays on the internet forever." That's right. Well, well, true. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Well, Mr. Blackburn, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today. And uh, we do appreciate it. And his books are magnificent. Band's great. Movies are awesome. Check them out. Make sure to look him up. And uh, listen to more Paranormal Guys. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, the one thing I want to point out there, Chad, is uh, somehow Lyle confuses us with the Men in Black. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah. I think it's just because we had black shirts on. He also Good. probably thought we were two halves of the same person. Probably. Yeah. Still suffering from all the drink tickets we gave him the night before. Could be. <laughs> but no, Lyle was Lyle was really nice. He was. I like Lyle. Yeah. Lyle was a lot of fun. Did that song with Elvira. What's good, not to like? Good narrator. He is a good narrator. He'll be narrating again soon. Yes, he will. On the Beast of Bray Road documentary. I, I don't think that's the actual official title for it, but I know they're doing it. The Bray, <laughs> Bray Road Beast, I think, is how they're, they've listed it as the new documentary for next year. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, we talked to Lyle, and then... The, the the unbelievable happens, Chad. Uh, I know. I was shocked. Still shocked today. Because Lyle, we weren't really prepared to do really interviews at the moment when Lyle came over. And he just kind of knelt down in front of the table and grabbed a mic and started talking to us. Mm-hmm. And then someone came over to the table from across the way and said, Hey, I can't kneel down like that, but I'd like to talk to you guys. Yeah, and I was quick to get a chair. I had never seen Chad move so quick. Yeah. Not because was on fire. that person that came over and wanted to talk to us was Lauren Coleman. Yep, he did. He also took a uh, very special shirt uh, to put up in the uh, in the museum, International Cryptozoology mm-hmm. Museum in Portland, Maine. Yeah, I think he's going to hang that up on the wall to someone's right. horror. <laughs> and if you're uh, wondering what Chad's talking about, uh, go to the Paranormal Guys Instagram page and look us up and. You'll see a couple pictures of a special little shirt we made for one Seth Breedlove. Special edition. That's right. And Lauren really liked it. Yeah, he was impressed. It was fun. But, uh, you know, Chad, one thing about the interview I didn't really notice until I think I was listening to it after two or three days after the show. What's that? So Lauren Coleman, probably the most famous cryptid person in the world, Mm -hmm. sits down to talk to... Chris and Chad, paranormal guys, Mr. you know, kind of nobodies. Yeah. And I lead off with a fart joke. Oh, Chris. You know, I probably blocked that out because I thought that was so hey, he laughed. disgusting. He laughed. Oh, I know he did. No, Lauren, Lauren's a really cool guy. He has a really good sense of humor. He does. He very much does. Here's us talking to the great Lauren Coleman. Hey, hey, Chris. Guess guess where we're at now. Hey, we're still at CryptoCon, aren't That's we? right. We are. You're right next to me. Still. Yep. Hey, do you feel a certain heaviness in the air? It's almost like a legendary power has just come in and we landed did, at our we table. We did eat White Castles last night. That's not the power. Oh, no. That's not the heaviness in the air. Nope. <laughs> but, yeah, I do. I do. Oh, you know what? One of the most famous cryptozoologists ever has just come over here. Matter of fact... I have seen him over the weekend. He's been right across right the way. Across. <laughs> right across. Right across. Yep. That would be Lauren Coleman. That's right. The man, the legend, the myth, just all around great guy, author. He's got so many books and things out. I, I can't keep count. I know that I got a shelf about this big full of them. Yeah, it's yeah. boring, isn't it? Oh, no. No. <laughs> so, Lauren, how, how are you enjoying the show so far? Well, this uh, it's an interesting weekend because it's... Uh, it's been a lot fuller than I expected. Uh-huh. I mean, since this is their first effort, they've really done a remarkable job. You know, a lot of people coming, a lot of diversity, a lot of young people and old people. But uh, one of the things that we know from a lot of Bigfoot conferences, it's mostly older males, and that's certainly not here. You know, they really took the cryptid theme. It's not just Bigfoot. You know, people are talking about chupacabras. 
and uh, Mothman, all kinds of different creatures. And that's, that's interesting because it, it makes it fun. Uh, you know, I was just talking to a guy about mer beings and werewolves. And so that's, that's good. You know, keeps the blood flowing. I know. Everybody's been pretty excited. I almost got uh, darted with a trank dart last night because they <laughs> just took me in the dark when all the lights went off. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, the Bigfoot hunt came back around. Yeah, there he yeah, is. Yeah. Some conferences I go to, people are very tense about uh, vendors, especially. Am I going to sell everything? And it seems like here there's more pictures being taken, there's more networking, and, and more smiles on people's faces that they're, you know, if they don't sell everything, that's okay. And actually, that creates a atmosphere where people are actually buying more that's right so it's it's amazing it's a good show i noticed that the air conditioning capacity does take care of this room compared to some other venues i've been to so i think that helps yeah (laughs) also there's some really weird people not very often but you know they wore some shirts that said cryptozoologist of the year (laughs) you know we're still trying to track down who those people were that sounds like a museum piece to me but that's rare you know it's weird because lyle said mysterious people came and gave him drink tickets last night now, Lord say the mysterious cryptozoologist of the year shirts. I, it's a I don't mysterious know. theme. It is. I'll tell you what. I don't know who these guys are, these men, but they sound like they are probably some of the coolest people that I've ever heard of. It's probably two of them, and they're probably kind of normal. Yeah, it's like could, like a pair. Pair. They, they both have oh, you know, sort of a reddish beard, <laughs> uh, goatees, uh, and and wear glasses. We're mistaken for the same person, so oh. one had to shave his head. That's right. That's the yeah. only way they can tell us apart. I shaved my head. Oh, yeah. oh, what do you mean, us? Oh, I didn't say that. I oh. was just no. no. I, I I don't identify my sources. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lauren, what uh, what's the next uh, project you're going to be working on? Well, if we're talking about very real time, uh, I go home mm-hmm. to Portland, Maine. I run the International Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, Maine. Very popular. Uh, even this coming week, uh, I can't give you the specific details, but the museum will be mentioned on Jeopardy. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. On, on that's September nice. 13th, yes. That's nice. And uh, so that's going to be interesting. We were just in the New York Times two days ago. In John Hodgman's column, yeah, because he uh, wanted to know the difference between ghosts and monsters, and I don't know. I was able to answer <laughs> that question for some reason. And then uh, I'm going to go back and soon traveling to the Texas Bigfoot Conference mm-hmm. early in um, October. I'm giving a talk on the Bigfoot Patterson film, which everybody knows about. It's the 50th year, yep. but I also have a secret talk that I'm giving Uh-oh. to a behind-the-scenes group who want to know, does cryptozoology and Bigfoot bring money to a community? And okay. so I've done a little study across the country, and I call it crypto-tourism. Mm-hmm. It used to be ecotourism, you know, got a lot of people interested in green tours and all that. Believe it or not, a lot of communities who are, uh, you know, like this one here, know that cryptozoology can really boost an economy. Certainly we've seen it from the Mothman Festival. Oh, definitely, yeah, well, definitely. I think it's 16 years or 17 years now. Yeah. And that's been very successful. I was just in Willow Creek back in April, and the Chamber of Commerce lady there was coming up to me and saying, you know, we really are hoping Bigfoot can be the tourist magnet that brings people to this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not our number one industry right now. And I said, well, what is? What is? Uh, well, it's a crop. 
a certain crop. Oh, really? That, yes, it's a <laughs> mar- marijuana magnet area. So I guess it's more marijuana's grown in Humboldt County than Bigfoot. So, so. if Bigfoot wasn't present, they may still see him. <laughs> He might be neon, but he'll be there. I have to be very (laughs) non-political. Of course, you know I I had a political experience on the way here. Oh, what happened? I got on the plane, uh, and I I had, on the little route from Washington to Louisville, Mm -hmm. uh, I was given seat 7A. I always liked the window, so I got that. I sat down, and who was there but... Senator Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Oh, right man. next oh, to no. me. Right next to me. And uh, I also noticed there were a lot of Capitol Police and Secret Service around us, too, with little things coming out of their ears and little shiny badges, uh, you know, lapel pins. And uh, as I sat down, I said to him, you know, I'm on TV, too. <laughs> <laughs> and nice. so, you know, he started, he, like, you know, did one of these, pulling back a little, and then he said, uh, you're going to you're going to Kentucky. You, you live there. <laughs> <laughs> then he then he had you forced to the floor. <laughs> right. And I said, No, no, I'm from Maine. And then of course he followed up with the typical politician question, which is, What do you do there? Yeah. <laughs> he said, You know, my morality and Bigfoot are very similar. They're seldom seen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I said, I direct a cryptozoology museum. And then he asked. That question that I knew was coming, what's cryptozoology? Oh. So I took the next, you know, couple minutes defining cryptozoology. He seemed to be hard of hearing. He kept leaning into me. And I had to finally say, you know, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster. That's reason for you not to vote for him next time right there, Chad. <laughs> that he, he doesn't. He has to get a smell to see if you're one of the people he wants to devour. <laughs> so I said, can I take a selfie with you? Which, uh-huh. you know, you had to do that. You know, I didn't want an autograph. I thought that would be too uncomfortable. But I took a selfie and put it on Facebook. I could not believe the reaction, the comments. Really? Yeah, and actually, I did not know uh, that he was called the turtle. Um, but <laughs> yeah. So then people put, well, you finally found a cryptid. You found the turtle man. You know? Yeah. He used to race Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, that was live action back then. I tried to, you know, there's a lot of rumors going around this conference that he actually has had a Bigfoot sighting. But he wouldn't talk to me anymore. Oh, he was no. just uh, reading his Washington <laughs> Post. And uh, the one, one thing that I think we'll catch up with him one day. I did notice whenever the flight attendant came around and were giving away free drinks and free snacks, I was only given the choice of pretzels and, or cookies. I took pretzels. He was given both. What? Uh, yeah. And then he says, he's sitting there and he's saying, can I have another one of those? So he gets two cookies and one pretzel. And I noticed that he was subtly, not, nobody was supposed to notice this, but... He put both cookies in his pocket for later. Son of a... He got two cookies to put in his pocket. <laughs> Your tax dollars at work. He was probably drinking a cup of icy cold tears, too. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Stockpiles those things at home. So, uh, even before I got here, I had an experience. You know, what, am I, what can I say? <laughs> well, uh... Um, what if we convince uh, someone in Louisville to have a Demon Leaper festival? We probably could. That could be Louisville's cryptid. Could you imagine all the thing. people dressed up like demon leapers running around uh, running around Main Street at 
<laughs> I could see that on like a Friday. So I noticed you guys have a Pope Lick Monster t-shirt here. How far are we away from Pope Lick? Um, about 35, 40 minutes, actually. Oh. Yeah, it's just I mean, the minutes. unfortunate thing, I wrote about that about two years ago because we had an unfortunate young lady mm-hmm. being killed on right. that uh, trestle. Yeah. So monsters can kill you indirectly. She had gone, the lady that most recently got killed there had gone to visit Waverly Hills and was oh, just right. uh, yes. visiting just to waste some time and ended up wandering up there and here comes the train. Yeah. Freaking goat man. Yeah. Her boyfriend was able to jump off, but she couldn't. She didn't make right. it. Yeah, yeah it That's was a very sad, sad story. Yes. But uh, yeah, the Poplick monster has been notorious for <laughs> deaths on that trestle mm-hmm. forever. Right. You'd think people just be like, I got to stay away from there. Yeah. Goat men are dangerous. They can be. Uh, and you never know why their motive is as crafty as it is. Well, they're goat men. I mean, yeah. really knows. Throw tires at you. They you know, it's Pan, you know, and all of that. <laughs> Pan, it. Pan yeah. gave us panic. So That's right. It's right. all he, interwoven. He's just a bad guy. Oh, so. wow. Well, anyway, I was telling you about, so then after Texas, I'm going to go on to uh, the White Earth Reservation up in Minnesota. Okay. Uh, there's a paracon up there with a lot of paranormal people, which uh, it's a word I do not like. Oh, really? Uh, I think that pseudoscience, paranormal, is a way to really push away any kind of scientific study from these areas that we're all interested in. Mm-hmm. But up there, um, it's a, a Native American concede, casino, and of course, they like gamblers, and instead of uh, us doing dancing or singing, they we let us talk about Bigfoot and ghosts and things like that okay and, and it gets people in it's it's also another very good event because um, you have a lot of native people selling uh, their wares and their uh, products and and their art which you don't see that much in other conferences so it's good to have yeah and that gets into the realm of like skinwalkers and exactly yeah, yeah that's awesome and then halloween comes and i must say uh like your podcast i get a lot of requests to be on media during that time of the, this time of year, and so it's always fun because uh, actually my wife and I got married on Halloween. Oh, really? So it's our that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And well, yeah, we're we're hoping to make it out to the uh, museum. I now. hope you do too. Oh yeah, because uh, I I would live in Maine. <laughs> I know you would. My wife and I used to go on vacation there uh, once a year in October, and I didn't ever want to leave. Well, you know, let me suggest something. Next Labor Day, we just this last weekend had a conference on Labor Day. We're going to do it again in Portland, Maine, near either at the museum. We'll have some events at the museum or about a half a mile away. So you guys come out and do a podcast live from there. You're going to have to tell your wife she's going to take a day off. Hey, we're going on vacation but next la- year to Maine again. It's <laughs> Labor Day weekend. Nobody should be working. Me, me and Chad are leaving. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, uh, Lauren, uh, Let's see. So, we got these events coming up. The museum. Oh, books! Uh, I got books. books yeah, books. Up. Books was what I was going to ask about. Well, I was going to do a revision my old Mothman book that I did in conjunction with Sony Screen Gems in 2002. I was a consultant to the movie about publicity, and uh, John Keel got sick when the movie was supposed to come out, mm. and so they turned to me. I don't know why, but anyway, they turned to me. I did 400 radio shows in one month. Wow. Uh, when the movie came out. <laughs> I mean, I, there was some days when their publicity person would call up and they'd say, here's your list of six movies, I mean, six uh, uh, interviews on the radio that you're doing. 
they flew me out to California, let me bring my kids, flew the kids out, and we had a tour of the Sony Screen Gym's movie studio, and they were actually uh, filming one of the X-Men's at the time, so it was kind of cool. And then, um, you know, was on a lot of, I was in the documentary that was put in the DVD, I was on in uh, science fiction magazines because we had a, a, a live uh, news conference and all that. So it was a lot of fun event, but it was a lot of work. Sounds like it. So I brought a book out called Mothman, um, Mothman and Other Curious Encounters. Well, I was going to just revise that, you know, do the old quickie, do a new introduction, new cover and stuff. And, and the more and more the publisher and I talked a bit about that, we felt that that would be kind of cheating. You know, people really need a new book. So I'm doing a whole new book called Mothman Evil Incarnate. Oh. And we're really delving into the evil things that Mothman's done. I'm d- publishing the whole death, uh, Mothman death curse mm-hmm. list, looking at some of the documentaries, like uh, our friend Seth Breedlove's new documentary, which I highly re- recommend to everybody. It's awesome. And um, looking at Mothman in a new, updated way, it's not this warm and friendly, fuzzy plush toy. <laughs> it's something much more dangerous. Now, is this going to be mostly the Mothman phenomenon from West Virginia, or is this going to be Mothman sightings from you know, everywhere? Well, there is going to be a chapter at the end about the Chicago Mothman. Okay. Because that certainly has impacted a lot of people. I think it, it shows, and, and you probably know about my Phantom Clown research, mm-hmm. uh, I coined the word Phantom Clown 1981, there was a lot of Phantom Clown material that just kind of popped up in 2016, uh, kind of coinciding with the election, but we won't go into that. Uh, and then, of course, we know in our very near future, it is coming out. Mm-hmm. And so I think there'll be a lot of sinister stuff happening. happening. Not anything like the Joker shooting at the theater, yeah. but I, I, I think that people should be prepared for some very scary individual weird stuff going on. Well, what was that... Uh you told me that there's already, a town that already they're going through and people are tying red balloons to yes. sewer grates and streets yeah. and yeah. they have to go through and cut them the, away. The cops are getting rid yeah. of them because they're creeping out people. Yeah, it's almost as if the, the first wave of this mass hysteria is more than hysteria. It's getting to be very real. Somebody, while Stephen King was away, hmm. put a red balloon in his house's window. Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's on. It's on. And it's going gonna, it's gonna, to... I mean, I noticed here at this uh, non-clown conference, there was some people selling T-shirts mm-hmm. with it on the front of it. Yeah. So that that built-in fear of clowns, I think it goes through these phases, and the next yeah. thing you know, people are seeing clowns everywhere. So I wonder if there might be, um, you know, Pennywise meets Mothman sometime in the future. It could happen. Yes. I could. Seth Breedlove could probably make that happen. <laughs> To get in conjunction with Stephen King. He's got so many movie projects. I know. It's amazing. He's, he's become the Nick Redfern of film. <laughs> That's right. Every three months. Yeah. New movie. You, you're like, hey, Nick, have you heard about it? He's like, oh, yeah, I got a book coming out in about, right. in about two days. Right. I've, been, I've been writing on it for 17 minutes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I just gave a presentation about wild men coins uh-huh. and how people haven't been collecting them, and they should because they're 400-year-old evidence of hairy men yeah. in Europe 
And so I'm going to try to write a book, but I'm worried Nick might find out about <laughs> Nick my gets eye. It first. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's my idea. <laughs> I, know. I, found, I found this quote on eBay, and now I'm going to write a book about it. Yeah. Well, Too bad, Lauren Coleman. Peace out, Lauren. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Nick's something else. He's, he's nice. He'll as send out the good have squad. A book. It's like, how do you, how do you process books? As fa- and they're well, good. See, I stayed with Craig and Nick uh, one time for three days. Mm-hmm. I saw his method. And I don't know if you want to hear his secret. He sure. Gets, he gets a Subway sandwich in the morning, uh-huh. eats half of it, cuts it in half, sits on the couch, Writes all day, eats the other half of the Subway sandwich. So we have bl- Subway to blame for all his books. See that? I couldn't Subway. do that. I would quit writing and go eat the other half well, of the your, sandwich. Your, your blood sugar would get real low. You'd start getting the shakes. I would. I couldn't write all day. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Nick's a good guy. He oh, yeah. He's a real he good definitely. Yeah, we like very him. nice. Well, I've, uh, seen, I saw him at the Dogman Symposium and a couple right. other things. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, before... Well, first, I want you to tell us, where can we find all your books, materials, information about the museum? Uh, where can we look if we want to go check that out? Our nonprofit museum? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, it's probably best just to go the, straight to the website, which is cryptozoologymuseum, all one word, dot com. Okay. And that's just a gateway. We're a gateway to so many things. Just opens up the whole Coleman world, doesn't it? The Coleman verse. <laughs> well... You know, I don't really make much money anymore. And what I do is we sell the books of mine through the museum okay. because a lot of people like to get my autograph when they come to the museum. And all of those profits go straight into the museum. I know you guys got some great like prints, like monster maps. Yeah. And we yeah. have one of those to put in our studio when we get it built. It's right. pretty amazing. Cool. Well, thank you, Mr. Coleman. Sure. Yeah, thank we you so much. Appreciate your welcome. time. If there's anything we can do for you while we're in such close proximity... Please don't hesitate to let us know. Well, it's great being on here. Oh, thank you. We appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. So there's our moment of fame, Chad. That's right. If if nothing else ever happens, we talk to Lauren Coleman. Yeah, this is very true. I mean, I met him once before, but, you know, this, this was way more monumental. You're right. That's right. And then after, do I have to take that ink pen away from you? (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. After uh, Lauren got done talking to us, another gentleman right across the way from us decided he wanted to talk to us as well. Yep. So uh, Stan Gordon came over and wanted to be on the show. He did. Stan Gordon heavily featured in Seth's new documentary that you can pre-order here soon. And what's the name of that documentary there, Chad? Invasion on Chestnut, on Chestnut Ridge. Chestnut. <laughs> Not Chestnut. Chestnut. Invasion on Chestnut Ridge. That's right. Wow. It's all the sinus medication. You're yeah. lucky I'm even functional. Eh. Good enough. So Stan came over and he uh he talked to us for a while about uh all manner of his investigations and what UFOs. And, and speaking of UFOs, Chad, uh-huh. my favorite part of uh us talking to Stan Gordon yeah. was when he basically uh Called you out and smacked you in the face when you said spaceships. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was using it in generic sci-fi fun movie. Oh, term. and he, I he have stopped it. you in your tracks. I know it was my fault. We all know that unidentified flying objects are just that, not spaceships. Quit, quit trying to quit trying to talk it down. It was awesome. Oh, I know my Stan face. Stan Gordon hurts. smacked you in the face. I know it still hurts, man. Here you go. Listen up for uh, Chad getting called out. Hey, Chad, we're still at CryptidCon. We sure are, Chris. What's happening? 
Not much since the last time I talked to you. You know what? We've become a celebrity magnet since we've been here. We have been. People think we're pop famous or something now. Might as well start calling ourselves Rare Earth. Okay. Okay. Sure. 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 (laughs) Well, we've got another uh, awesome celebrity here, uh, cryptozoologist, ufologist. I guess that's how you would say that. Ufologist. Is that right? Yeah. That's that's how they use it. All right. (laughs) That'd be Stan Gordon. Stan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I've been doing research in Pennsylvania since 1959. So I've been doing this. This will be 58 years of research. Wow. And surprisingly, in all the years I've been doing this, I have never personally seen a UFO or Bigfoot myself. <laughs> Interviewed thousands of witnesses, seen a lot of evidence, but I never had my own personal encounter. hear that a lot. Um, so, Stan, what, um, how many books do you have out now? I, I know you've got several. I've written three books. Three books, okay. And I also produced a documentary on the Kecksburg UFO crash that happened back in 1965. Okay, and you were just on the new Seth Breedlove film, is that right? Yes, yeah, that's uh, based on all the weird phenomena along the Chestnut Ridge in western Pennsylvania. Okay. Chestnut Ridge is a mountain range that extends from Preston County, West Virginia, through Westmore and Indiana County in southwest PA. Probably one of the most active areas for phenomena year after year in the country. Okay. I've been investigating cases out there since at least, least the late 1960s. Wow. And the earliest first-hand account of a Bigfoot that I have on record goes back to 1931 from Indian Head in Fayette County, which is near the Chestnut Ridge. Mm-hmm. So this phenomenon has been going on for years and years. And every year, including this year, we get reports from different people who encounter strange creatures, UFO sightings, mystery booms, underground sounds, weird orbs of light, all kind of phenomena occurs along the Chestnut Ridge. So that place is just, it's got a really big reputation for just high strangeness all over. Yeah, it does. Everything from spaceships, Bigfoot, just other weird cryptids. Well, we don't know if they're spaceships. No, well, I, that, I use that generically. That, UFOs. I mean, there, there's one of, one of many theories I've said for years that there's more than an origin for the unknown category of the UFO phenomena. Mm-hmm. And we don't know for sure what these things are. Maybe some are extraterrestrial. More and more, the evidence I've seen with both cryptids and UFOs is that some of these things appear to be, for lack of a better term, interdimensional. interdimensional they come okay. into our physical reality under certain conditions. They can leave physical evidence, and they're gone. And some of the very weird cases we uncovered during the massive wave in Pennsylvania in 1973 and 1974 when we had the biggest outbreak of Bigfoot UFOs ever documented went on for months and months. Hundreds and hundreds of UFO reports, dozens and dozens of Bigfoot sightings, which was making the news for weeks in Pennsylvania. And my teams were out there day and night investigating cases. Back in those days, there was no internet, no cell phones. Mm-hmm. A lot of the reports were coming initially to the state police or other agencies, and they were referring the cases to us to investigate. So we were on the scene within minutes, in many cases, or within hours. So this was all documenting as it was occurring. And some of the weirdest cases ever recorded was happening at that time. And uh, one of the most famous cases occurred October 25th up in Fayette County where the state police had called my team up that night because they had a report of a UFO landing on the ground mm-hmm. observed by multiple witnesses and two Bigfoot in the field at the same time. Wow. And it, it turned into one of the strangest cases ever recorded, which I wrote about in my Silent Invasion book. Okay. And, and uh, it's just amazing. It, the indications were there's a lot more of the Bigfoot phenomena than any of us had ever imagined. 
and there's so much more today which indicates it's a much stranger phenomena than a lot of people realize or want to realize and that there may be more to this than just a flesh and blood explanation as weird as it sounds. Now, in all the research and investigation, is there any one particular case that just really sticks out that you've run across? You're just like, man, this one just kind of blows my mind because well, it's just weird. The, the one I just mentioned, it, it's very long and very detailed. Mm-hmm. And that's probably one of the most interesting cases. But it was a case that occurred February 6th of 1974, way in the mountains up near Ohio Pile, also in Fayette County. That was the case that convinced me and my team that we may well be dealing with something in Bigfoot that's much stranger again than flesh and blood. Just briefly, I'll tell you about it. Back at that time, a lot of people remember there was a national trucker strike. There was gas rationing going mm-hmm. on. And um, there was violence going on on the highways around the country. So at that time, the state police and the National Guard were patrolling together. They both responded to this incident. I couldn't get up to the scene till the next morning because I couldn't get gas. What we found out was this woman lived in the mountains all her life, deep in the mountains, a little cabin home. She's sitting there that evening watching TV. She hears this noise, this commotion on her little front porch of her cabin home. She had some pop cans out there, and somebody was knocking the pop cans around. There had been a pack of wild dogs coming through a few weeks before, so she figured, well, the dogs are probably back. So she's thinking, you know what, I'll grab my shotgun and I'll load a chamber and just shoot over the head and scare those dogs away. So she loads the gun, walks over to the wall, turns on that switch for the front light to go on for the porch, walks, opens the door, walks on the front porch. There's no dogs there, but just a few feet in front of her is this huge, hairy, man-like creature. Well, she actually said more ape-like, and she never called it Bigfoot. She said it looked like a great big hairy ape with his arms straight over its head. And what does she do? She fires right into it. She said there's a bright flash of light, like a flash on a camera, and it physically disappeared right in front of her. And then her in-laws, 100 feet away, heard the gunshot, and they called us, so what are you shooting at? The son-in-law grabs his pistol, starts walking up towards the cabin. He said he saw a dark figure running down the road. As he got close, he said he's surrounded by four or five hairy people with eyes like coals of fire, starting shooting at him randomly. Runs into the cabin and about the same time, there's this large object, like a big Christmas ornament, hovering over the woods at the same time. So that's when they called the state police. And I interviewed the, the primary investigator, and he said by the time they found the place, got up there, whatever there was gone, but he said something very strange occurred there based on the animal reactions, which I have seen. You can fool people, you can't fool the animals. And with many of the Bigfoot reports, even the most ferocious dogs, for example, are just like paralyzed. They won't bark, they don't move, they cower, they hide. Sometimes they won't even eat right for a couple days. That's something very typical in many reports we've looked into. That was just an example of some of the weird, weird things we uncovered, which I wrote about in Silent Invasion. I've noticed that the interdimensional Bigfoot uh, theory has really started to expand even just in the last few years. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I was in touch with many Bigfoot researchers around the country and around the world after the investigation of the 70s. And these strange things were going on, but many Bigfoot researchers were reluctant to publish it Mm because they didn't want to be ridiculed by their peers. Witnesses were very reluctant to talk about it, but this goes on all the time around the country, but very few people want to talk about it. But more and more are now beginning to look at this, and they're questioning the same thing I have for years. 
if Bigfoot is a normal flesh and blood animal, and they see these things yearly across the country in Pennsylvania, around the world, and there's no bodies by now, mm-hmm. something just doesn't make any sense here. Gotcha. So, um, Stan, do you have any? Do you have another book coming out? Are there any more projects coming up now that you're working on? I I don't have a book right now. Okay. People ask me when's the next book coming out. Uh-huh. I am always so involved with current reports. Mm-hmm. Reports come in constantly on my hotline, which has been open since 1969. Between that, emails, and there's an amazing case on my website right now, StanGordon.info. This happened a few weeks ago involving a police officer on patrol who encountered a very weird cryptid, something very, very strange. Oh, wow. And these things go on year after year, all the time I get reports. It never ends. So amass this huge database. Well, it's yeah. quite big. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I get calls to do projects constantly in the media and different mm-hmm. things. So I'm doing what I can, but I just can't do everything. I understand. <laughs> so... Um, uh, where are you going to any other conferences soon? What's your what's your schedule looking like here in the future? Uh, it's still very busy the rest of the year. I've been busy all year. We're already being booked for a lot of events for next year. And uh, uh, actually, I'll be at a very big event in Pittsburgh, uh, in Monroeville, outside of Pittsburgh, September 30th, October 1st, at the Monroeville Convention Center. George Norrie from Coast, of, Coast will be coming in. Okay. So I'll be doing a lecture and doing a panel with George Norrie. Uh, there's other people in the den- and paranormal field will be coming in and others and dealing with various phenomena. And it's on my website under upcoming events. Okay. There's a link to it. And um, I'll be at a large Bigfoot event up in the Allegheny National Forest in two weeks. That's on my uh, site as well. And then I have some other events that I'll also be doing uh, more public events. And they can check out all that on your website. Yeah. What's the website address it's again? It's stangordon.info, I-N-F-O. That's awesome. Everybody check that out. Uh, look at Stan Gordon's books. Uh, of course, Invasion will be coming out in October, October is the official release date. Yes. Okay. Thank you. That's awesome, Stan. We appreciate your time, sir. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. We appreciate it. Stan Gordon. Appalled by my ignorance. <laughs> As he should have been. As he should have been. But that was all the interviews that we actually got to do Sunday, which, I mean, that's fine. Is That was awesome. It was very exciting. I enjoyed Crypticon. If uh, you do get the opportunity to, you should attend next year. That's right. And, as always, Chad, go to paranormalguys.com. Uh-huh. That's where you can listen to the show, find a link to email us, see some pictures, just a little bit of everything. A little bit of a cornucopia of paranormal guys. It's the supreme pizza of paranormal information. And soon to be home of our uh, t-shirt empire. That's true. We might have to put a uh, a ring pin deck shirt up. I mean, you could. Little guy in a diaper. Mongolian death worm shirt. Is, yeah. I think will definitely be on there. I think Mongolian Death Worms, a new adult film that'll be coming out next year. Oh, that's sad. Probably right on the heels of Sasquatch Tailgate Party. <laughs> I've seen the trailer for I've that. seen that too. It looks pretty good. The special <laughs> effects are monumental. I, I thought the UFOs were real. They are real. Oh, maybe that's why they look so real. Just like the butterflies. <laughs> what about the lightning and explosions? Those are totally real. Michael Bay had a hand in that, didn't he? The flamey fart fire. Exactly. Is super real. Uh, so anyway, paranormalguys.com. Uh, send Chad stories. Yeah, I always need stories because I'm still trying to get that 
listener episode. Chad's together. magical listener story episode. That may never happen because I can't get an hour's worth of stories. <laughs> and uh, go to our Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com slash paranormalguys. Chad updates that all the time with interesting little tidbits and stories and upcoming events, cons, all kinds of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you're on Facebook, make sure you go to uh, William Blanchard's Facebook page. He's the gentleman that supplies the music for Paranormal Guys. Musical genius. And he can be found at facebook.com slash William Blanchard soundtrack. And we have been a little bit more active putting stuff on our Instagram page. So that's... You have. Paranormal Guys. Mm Mm-hmm. One last little tidbit, Chad. I forgot mm-hmm. all about this. I want to give a little special shout out to our new buds over at uh, Cryptid Crate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Cryptid Crate. They're awesome. Yeah. There's going to be a little extra tidbit for people in, uh, I believe, next month's Cryptid uh-huh, Crate. The October Cryptid Crate. They're going to throw a little uh, Paranormal Guys business card love in the old crates. That's right. So thanks to Cryptid Crate for doing that for us. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it very, very much. That's right. And if if you would like cryptids to your front door every month, subscribe to cryptidcrate.com. Mm-hmm. But until you do, have a pair of normal weeks. Going on. Well, you said you're off topic. Let's start off topic. Hey, That's right. Good with me. <laughs>